Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is the Anfield Wrap. I'm Neil Atkinson and I'm joined by Rob Gutman, by Phil Blundell and by Neil Jones. And we are uh, this season sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Uh, Green King Sports venues are showing every televised Liverpool fixture over the course of the season. So you can get your mates together and get to a local Green King pub to get closer to the action. They've actually recently launched the Green King Sports Instagram page uh, where there will be fan content. You've got me and Gibbons talking about the Europa League this week uh, if you want that and then you've got the Carabao Cup the week after imagine uh, what pleasures are in store there so if you go to their Instagram page you'll be able to see that uh, deals competitions I quote lyrics by the Long Blondes which I don't think anyone else is going to do so if you drop them a follow uh, you won't just be the first to know about all this but you'll be helping out the Anfield rap and we always appreciate that sort of thing as well uh, but a pleasure to be with Rob uh, Phil and Neil after what became a pleasurable time Wolverhampton Wanderers 1 Liverpool 3 and Neil Jones, I'll go to you first on it. Two things end up defining the game. One is the half-time sub slash change of shape from a Liverpool point of view. The other is the Cunha miss non-shot. I think whilst these games against the bottom sides, for this year's Liverpool team, whilst they're still at one, you feel like anything's possible. If it had gone two, it'd have been a hammer blow. Yeah, yeah, and, and probably you couldn't have argued either of it had gone two. I think no. the way Liverpool approached the first half, you, you, you would have said, if they were 2-0 down, so yeah, they've, they've asked for that really. I think... The the one thing I think is back in Liverpool's play is certain, a bit of certainty in it, and and even and I even mean certainty when they look uncertain. It's like, it's almost like it won't last this, and I think a lot of people felt. I definitely did watching it. I thought half time will be all right here. This this will sort. And I thought they'd make a change, but I also thought they'd come out different in the second half, and yeah. and, and I also thought that the fitness would help. And I think maybe the the most encouraging thing of all of these first five weeks, or first five games, sorry, is. I feel like Klopp's got the squad again, where it's not just he's got players, he's actually got players who, who aren't, they're not upset that they're not in the team, but they're determined to make an impact and when they come on, you can just see it when, when, they, when they bring them on. And that was what really defined, I thought, when Liverpool became champions of everything, was that players could be out of the team for six weeks, but when they come in, they would deliver and you saw that, you saw that with, for example, for Kwanzaa in, in the game, you look at, I mean, I think he'll be a talking point among fans but I think you've got to give Joe Gomez massive props for the second half I thought after after what happened in the first I thought he could have he could have 
shrunk. He didn't. You look at Elliot coming on. You look at Luis Diaz, who is up there, I think, in terms of one of the best subs around. I think when he when he comes on in games, Diaz, and he tends to be get, gets the call early, I think he makes such a big difference. And Darwin, of course, as well. So he's got he's got a lot of options. I think he's still trying to figure out the best starting teams in, in games, and he's made some mistakes this season with, with selections. But it doesn't half help when you've got players, motivated players and quality players, to come off the bench and change it. And I thought... It only took me 30 seconds in the second half to think Liverpool are going to win this game. It's one film where that change of shape is massive, but I'll go back to the miss. Or what, are you, what is even a non-shot? It's not even come up on other stats model because he doesn't get a shot off, uh, which <laughs> often... Uh, this the sort of thing that, of is this the thing from the Neto cross? Yes. Yes, yeah. where he, he tries to head it and it hits his chest. He or basically, something. yes, he, he does everything Spies, wrong. Yeah, yeah it's, and it's and, awful. But it's on, it's, it's on a plate for him, you know, and, and in it, Rob, you know, I think that's... Sorry, a, It's okay, no, it's, I'll go to you, but, you know, you, you, you're frisky. <laughs> I, I always like it when you're frisky. There's, a, there's I think there's a thing where... You know, you do get away with one, and what I liked about that was it felt to me almost like Liverpool responded like because they don't have another shot in anger. That's half decent Wolves after that point. That's thirty-five minutes, and they have four or five more efforts over the course of the game. They're all really low value. I had a little look at the t- statistical number, and but it felt like Liverpool went right. We've got away with one here, and now we build on the fact that we've got away with one. They got into half time. They made the change. They grew and grew, and from that point, as I say, I really do think it's a turning point moment. Liverpool dodged that particular bullet, and they don't look back. No, I I really strongly agree with Neil that you did feel the difference between last last time we were there in the league, uh, when was it, Feb time or something, and got beaten 3-0, was they just didn't look away back. Uh, maybe that's because we go two and three down, or two down by half time, don't we? At 1-0, I thought... It, as Neil said, it's not going to last forever. This they're not. They're, this is a better team with more in the, which has got something in the bank at the moment, some belief, um, and. Yeah, if if it stays at one nil, stays at one nil at half time, we'll win. We'll win two one. It was, it was, it was scary though. It was a scary twenty five minutes while it lasted because we we did get a view of, of an alternate future. <laughs> Let's put it this way: I don't think there's a Liverpool fan deny, uh, who watched that who could deny that. There was, was a going, bit of looking into the abyss, wasn't there? There was looking into the bloody abyss. We went, oh fuck! All these changes, all this huff, mm-hmm. all this puff, all this fifteen match unbeaten run, and look where we're back at. On this day, this place playing exactly the same game in Groundhog Nightmare away again. So, the way it turns around, the manner of the turnaround, the series of events, we may come to look at this as one of the most important Liverpool matches of the modern era. I don't know. I don't want to overstate these. (laughs) Do you think it reminded you a little bit... I'm going to the title season, but the the Southampton one very early in that season when they played Chelsea. Yeah. and, 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 And... if you if you remember it, I remember it vividly because of Adrian was in goal and gave that gave a goal away, didn't he? But it was horrific the game. It was like one of them yeah. where you're just like, oh god. But it was. I remember saying as we were driving out, I said that's a big win for Liverpool. Like, you know, I said that's that's one of them that like they they used to not win. And last season in particular, they, they, Liverpool lose that game one nil, two nil, maybe. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think some if people want to look negatively on it, go well, look, you know what? They, Newcastle maybe got away with one. We all got carried away. Maybe, you know, Wolves, it's, it looks convincing. Could have been worse if Cunha had scored. You go, Chelsea had a good hour against... Hang on a second. But I often compare a couple of seasons you can look at. The City season where they end up with, I think, 101 points. In that first eight or nine games, they have a lot of single goal wins. And these these aren't even single... Three twos where Sterling they're Sterling scores a 97 goal. I, I know, ex- exactly. Yeah. So 
Um, I mean, I never forget the, the great 87-88 team with, which John Barnes broke and Beardsley broke through. In the first five, there's a few narrow wins there. There's a, I think there's like a 4-3 at home to a very sh- uh, relegation-y or 3-2 at Anfield and everyone's going, fucking hell, we're shipping goals here. But from those acorn-like results, well, mighty oaks and confidence grows. I think, for me, Phil, I've seen this a market across the whole weekend, and it's something, I, a pattern that I've seen already, not just with us, but with other teams' games as well. You know, all of us, Tottenham and City, fall behind and come back to win. Tottenham can take leave that it. outside of this country as well, by the way, because Real Madrid went 1-0 down, PSG went 1-0 down, you know, Bayern Munich don't win. Yep. There's They've been behind a lot of things that have PSG lost. Like that. Yeah, Villa, these edge, lost 3-1. Villa as well go 1-0 down to Palace. Yeah. If you want to really stretch the points, Villa go 1-0 down to Palace and in the end they pull clear, uh, get what looks on paper like a comfortable 3-1 uh, as it goes there. They they manage to do the thing. But I think it's been observable not just in this game week but in previous ones as well that I do feel as though sides, especially on their own turf, and I understand completely why, they're almost putting all the chips on the first 25. Can we catch them cold? Can we surprise them with one or two little tweaks? Can we find a way to turn them around? Can we be physical? and direct and then it becomes and it's interesting I thought O'Neill's post-match stuff match the day everywhere he spoke post-match I thought O'Neill was really interesting because it was almost as though he was going we need more of a buffer we knew they were going to come back into it we knew we couldn't keep them at arm's length we needed more of a buffer and I wonder if this is this is maybe the pattern at least until Christmas where all sides no matter how good we think they are including ourselves they're going to go to places and there's going to be one or two players who can hurt you and they're going to have a good plan as to how they're going to do that for 20 minutes 25 minutes and then you've got to work their plan out and then you've got to put your own plan in place yeah and I thought I thought that is exactly what they did I thought their approach was really interesting and that they were very happy to just let John Matip have the ball they stood off him I've never re- you don't really see it now where you'll always think that teams they want to press people and get in the face but it was very much a case of we're going to let him have the ball and we're going to fill all the space in and they filled all the space in. Probably didn't really help that we had a forward line that didn't really want to go in behind them. And I don't no, think that 100%. helped So narrow. Because it, it basically... Nobody went, made any runs. No, and Matip's basically, he's got the ball and there's not a great deal of movement, there's not a great deal of space and there isn't just sort of a... A lazy out ball, if you like, where you can just put it over the full-back's head and someone will run in behind. Because we just didn't... And they were high. The, yeah, exactly. The players there just didn't really have the pace for it. The only thing is I would have liked us to possibly have worked this out a little bit sooner and come up with a better solution with the players that were there. But I don't think that helps. I don't think it helped McAllister either. Jota it? gets he, in a couple of times the last 15 of the first half and, and that began one, to be a bit of a There was route. one he fizzed across the, mm. the face of goal where I was sort of a bit like if it was... I almost felt like Gappo and Jota were the wrong way round. Mm. And I think when they play together, I'd rather they were the other way round, I think, because I, I feel agree. like Gappo can do more against a fullback and Jota might find more space. Like the one where Jota fizzes it over the face of goal. If it was Gakpo putting it over, I think Jota's probably in there to, it, if not score, at least get a shot off. And I, I thought the approach was, as Neil said, I took until about 48 minutes and I just went, well, we'll, we'll win this game. Because it was the, the approach was so different. Whereas it was Matip on the ball in that way first half, after half time, it was Sabochley or Jones and they weren't allowed to have as much time, which meant that there was a little bit more space in behind and it just became a lot easier. And Wolves, I, I don't know if they could do what they were doing first half for 90, but... They, they didn't do it anyway. Whether they, they could have done they it, have they, the didn't they, they didn't have the option because Liverpool didn't didn't do it. We come and we changed the shape. It was the shape changed shades away because Jota's playing right side for seven eight minutes of that um, second half before he actually does go off, and it, it just it felt much easier. And the, I almost I'm almost quite happy that it didn't work first half in in some ways because I think we can the, the idea that Joe Gomez was doing an inverted fullback was a I'd say questionable decision <laughs> at, at best, and that's probably being a little bit generous. So now 
what it's given the manager, he's gone, right, well, okay, next time, that's not the way home. The, but I've seen what the way home is. On that field, the selection setup thing, you know, he goes concert over over Canate. Uh, and in the end, I think that that bears fruit for him. You know, Liverpool win the game for yeah. one. Uh, and Quanta's on the pitch when, when it, uh, you know, for, for, for much of that second half. But I wonder if that sort of made Liverpool, when they were being harassed early in the game, feel a little bit less secure, knowing that they've got someone who's making the debut in there. Gomez at right back and what he was being asked to do. McAllister in there as well. Uh, even, as you say, you know, with the idea of neither Jota nor Gakpo looking like they, they want to run behind. You know, there's four or five things there where I feel a bit like could have picked a different player, uh, could have set up a little bit differently. Now, he, he, tell you what, the manager's brilliant as his job from 45 minutes onwards. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it's irresistible, but it is worth pointing out that there, there's a few bits in there. So at the same time, though, the manager can only do so much. Like, McAllister and Shabosley, <coughs> for periods, didn't look like they were physically capable of passing to a red shirt. Like, yeah. that's, not a, that's not a team selection thing, that's a decision-making process of the players, and you can't control everything. I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm not... I agree on some of the stuff. I don't necessarily agree on Quanta. I just thought, thought they left Quanta to him like he was a normal normal centre-half. I think they were happy to let him defend one-on-one on the halfway line. They were happy enough to let him use the ball. Like We've got experience in the last four or five years of, of watching sort of in the best, in the nicest possible way, centre-backs who are there because they absolutely have to be and there's no other solution. And it didn't feel like they approached him like that. Like in the running in 2021, it felt like we protected Nat, Willi- uh, Nat Williams, Nat Phillips, and Reese Williams, and it felt like the decisions we were making were about sort of protecting them and not exposing them. Whereas with Quonset, it felt like they were just happy to let him get on and, and play his game, and that was that. I, re- I really enjoyed that element of it. I thought he was so encouraging, Quonset, and I think I think even more so in the fact that he's a, he's a, a surprise elevation to the first team. I don't I don't mean that. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a bad way just I just mean one, just no one's it's not been signposted anywhere that Jarrell Quance is coming through Jarrell Quance is coming through it's been Reese Williams we, we sort of knew that but we, we knew Billy Cometti was coming something through in the summer Neil after the Colwell thing I can't remember if it was you but I'm pretty sure someone did but it was talking about the profile of centre-back that Liverpool were yeah. looking at and it was sort of a, a young player who won't yeah, start yeah. Was who it? can be fifth choice yeah. yeah and it feels like they almost went to Singapore and went yeah. That's well, and that's the other thing is yeah, I, I, I honestly there was just a couple of moments in the game where I went well that is Lee that is Colwell he was stood on the ball rolling it back under his studs saying come Ed come and, come and get it and I'm going to play it into Sabosla as soon as you come and I thought wow that's like that's either someone who's, who's listening to what he's being told or is just naturally that kind of player and I, honestly I thought you, his passing was the most encouraging if you thing said, if you said Liverpool play now and the only, the only change they're going to make is Van Dijk's coming back in you're not taking Quanta out. You're taking Matip out out of the two. You, in my opinion, the way the way he's done it. And listen, he sh- you can't. He's gonna have some bumps in the road. There'll be a game where you go, oh god, he's been found out or whatever it is. But if you talk about your first Premier League start, you've played 16 games for Bristol Rovers in League One. You know, with great respect to Bristol Rovers and to Joey Barton and his staff, I imagine it's a different type of football than what he's playing uh, at Liverpool. I thought he was. I thought he was outstanding, and I thought it was almost quite. Fitting that he got cramped towards the end. Yeah. It was almost like you know you've absolutely give it one, haven't you today? Like you know, good on you. And then Canate comes Neil, can, on and, can, and even has a big, couple of big moments himself. I was reading your blog this morning. You said that you th- is it Pep and Vita Matos yeah. had sort of in the last year in particular they think he's come on a bit. Yeah, I think if you compare him to Reese Williams right. as Phil, when Reese Williams came in, I think Reese Williams looked like a big lad, but a big young lad. Kidderminster though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was, so he, was, he, was, he was wiry and skinny, wasn't he? And sort of like, you know, when he had to run, you sort of looked at him and thought, oh, he looks so, he, he hasn't found his body yet. I just think you look at Quanson and you go, 
he'd, th- he'd throw forwards around, wouldn't he? You know, you wouldn't. You're not going to jump him. He's, he looks like he's quick. I mean, we didn't see too much of him having to absolutely. He certainly isn't it's slow. It's his personality. Slow. For but he me. looks like he's got a frame about him. I think that was the yeah. first thing that stood out about Canati when he came to Liverpool. I watched him at Norwich in the the Carabao, and he chased someone down the down the, into the fullback. And it was like he was full pelt, but he was he was strong at the same time. And I, I feel like Quance has got similar sort of frame. Like he, he's twenty, but he's got he's got his man sort of strength already, and that'll that'll do him really well wherever he ends up. He might not listen. He might not make it at Liverpool, but wherever he ends up, he's going to be a pretty good centre back, isn't he? You know, in terms of a natural, he's not going to be one of those who. Oh, he was big, young, and and sort of was over promoted, and now he's sort of he, he's settled back down. He's going to be. A, a sort of a centre back that can handle himself. He's also not like a goofy kid, rabbit in the headlights. I know you said he's not yeah. like he's he's very cool. He's yeah. and as well as looking like a fella, Cap, Cap, he, captain in the under 18s and the yeah. youth final. I remember we interviewed him. Um, it was on Zo- in the Zoom days, and uh, I said to him, I said, "Oh, you you always been the captain?" And he's like, "No." And he was like laughing. He was looking <laughs> to like the, the press. He said, "If you'd have asked, I think Barry must have been in the, in the room, Barry Lutus." And he said, "If you'd have asked Barry if I was going to be his captain, you know, when I was 13 or whatever, he'd have said absolutely no chance. Could never open my mouth." But you know, even sort of being able to say that, it was like ah, you, you, you clearly have got a bit of personality about you, and yeah, listen, two early game, days, two games <laughs> into his I Liverpool like career, was... both both cameos, both or both signs of him been really really positive. I felt like there was a couple of things he felt he could have done better as well. Not even when he done something bad, like there was one sort of in front of me where I was, where he puts it out for a throw in, and. He looked clearly annoyed that he hadn't tried to sort of bring it down and do something with it. Yeah. And I'm a bit like, hang on, that's that's a really impressive level of confidence because most of the time, he was he was effectively one on one with I think it was Cunha, yeah. and we're talking probably thirty yards away from goal on a touchline. Yeah. And his and his thought process is clearly I could have done better than giving them a throw in there, and that's that's what you want to see. Um, as part of the way that second half goes, Phil, I want to come on in a minute and talk about Jones and Sabozlai. But the first thing I want to talk about in general is when we do get on top. It's a funny one to watch back because I take yours and Neil's point, but even at 1-1, I was beginning to do the deal with myself at a point in this one. I always thought this would be a difficult game. There's the reasons why. But then when I watched it back in the cold light today, I watched it and went, nah, that was always going to go to Liverpool because there was a real turn of the screw, I feel. And I think their goal, the goal they concede, and by the way, if you're doing the Wolves version oh. of the Anfield rap, that second goal, you are Jose pulling Sarr. it. Yeah, Jose Sarr. You're pulling Sarr to pieces. You're pulling about four or five of the defenders to pieces. Everyone acts as though Robertson's in some way, shape or form doesn't count. Invisible. <laughs> yeah, until he kicks it in the goal. static. If somebody doesn't... There's one, who's the one lad who's clearly his job to track him? Yeah. He, yeah. They just go, well, look, where's he going? <laughs> what does he think he's doing? <laughs> he's a left back. He's not allowed to do that. Yeah. Their no, reaction, they're like, they're just, they're just, they're frozen. It's the... You, you, see, you do 45 minutes on the wall. It was a carbon cop. Matip score run, didn't he? Was it Leeds? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, a carbon copy, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But what I think there is about it, though, Phil, is... They've just had 30, 35 of being worked and worked and worked. The Saar thing, Andy pointed out to me live at the time while we were watching it, Saar doesn't get his head back in that game because he knows how dreadful yep. he is with mm-hmm. that kick. And he's all over the place. Um, but they all are, and I think they're all a bit like, lad, you couldn't just kick. They're all thinking to themselves, couldn't he have kicked that better under these circumstances? Well, also, he took the corner and it was a real, oh, it's a lie. Get it out, yeah. don't put it on the goalie. Oh. And you think, that's that's lie on the ball, isn't it? Time? Yep. And he's done it because he... Joe Gomez actually does quite well because I think Joe Gomez sort of gives him one of that, doesn't he? He ends up yeah. put it up in but the first air. First, I thought it was like, well, that might be a foul. That. Yeah, yeah. Always oh, handled like, it outside al- the box. He was almost outside the box. I think yeah. that's why he ends up kicking it because he yes. goes, oh god, I better let go of this. <laughs> uh, but it's what 
I think it's a really good example of a team that are just knackered, yeah. that have been done, that have had to work and work and concentrate and concentrate and pulled this way and that. And also a team who, and I think that this is the other flip side of O'Neill's comments when he when he's saying himself we didn't feel as though we had enough of a buffer when he's making that sort of noise. When I watched the second half back, one of the things I was taking from it was Wolves are almost a bit like, well, we're going to get beaten now because we didn't make it 2 0. That's why the Cunha thing yeah. is such a yeah. big deal. They're almost like we needed the other goal because we're always going to concede one. And then when we concede, you know what I mean? It felt like there was a real element of fatalism about it. And finally, Liverpool did the decent thing. Yeah, it was like watching a, it was like watching a team play an Alex Ferguson team, sort of, when they would just score loads of late goals and they, they just ramp on, they'd more, be more attackers on, they'd be two wingers, they'd be, you know, just get as many men in the box as possible and hope for the best and you get them pressed back and you get them to make mistakes uh, like what is Saar like it's bad from Saar it's 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 not so much that the kick is bad as Neil said it's the, it's the speed with which he d- he elects it to kick it like he should be just getting on that ball holding on to it and going five minutes plus injury time left here let's just slow this down we've not really been in this game second half this is final and he's trying to get him off on a counter attack and he, d- he did it a couple of times before that as well actually I think and it just made no sense whatsoever but if you defending is the hardest thing to do from a sort of energy point of view because you have to if you're attacking you can switch off mentally for five seconds and it doesn't really matter if you do it defensively you can see the goal and that's basically and if happened. four of you all do it exactly, once which is exactly, sort of what does you switch happen. off another, and it's mentally tiring another example as well of just Salah's sort of ramped up passing game as well isn't yeah. it in the season I mean that, that's three three or four is it at least this season where you go that's that's a bit special isn't it like you know sort of the threads, aren't they? Through the yeah, eye of the needle. Proper, like, the, the proper, pace, it's the pace. Help yourself, aren't they? And yeah. like, sort of, yeah. yeah. And I think it's, you know, he probably does look less dangerous, doesn't he? In, in, within the game, you don't really feel like Salah's going to score. Salah's going to score. You feel his pace is going to hurt anyone yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. Or he's going to, you know, he's going to. I can't remember the last time he sort of had that that left foot curler mm. that we, we we used to see early on, but. It's almost like he's he's just said, well, I've got another special move here, so you stand off me and I'll just, there you go, it's through your legs or it's round between two and it's... it's this it's is what the greats do. Goal. <laughs> I literally saw Dal Glish do the, uh, the same trajectory. He later decided, okay, if I can't be the fastest... John Barnes. Uh, yeah. Well, John Barnes is, is, is because of the injury, I think mm. he just can't be the... But I think just legs. But t- yeah. t- to have that... When you go, well, you, you could have shown that earlier and you, yeah. you think, well, I was too busy scoring goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he still is as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best bit. Moving on. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. 
Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Off the middle of the park, uh, Roberto. Um, yeah. And there is, um, you know, right to praise Salah. I want to come back around onto the change of shape because I think it's really interesting the idea of what comes next. <laughs> but I think the first thing that defines it is firstly going to whether you want to call it 442, 4-2-4, 4-2-3-1, whatever you want to call it. 442. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy to call it 442 because that's what I think it is as well. And Jones and Sabozlai absolutely dominate the game for Liverpool the nullify Wolves I think the two of them in that second half period are absolutely brilliant both in and out of possession it was brilliant to see yeah it was, it was really good because Liverpool played 4-4-2 in the, in the throwback way as well which I really I really enjoyed it's kind of it's it's the most least fashionable formation for now it feels like it's getting on 20 years and I suddenly go well that's interesting isn't it what if you actually play football the way it felt like it was played for a good 30 years before that um, yeah, it, re- it suited. It suits the players. I mean, the interesting thing about four four two is it, it was always, you know, in its sort of sixties to nineties heyday, it was always lopsided. In that one of the guys would be actually a bit of a winger, and the other one would tuck in a bit. And with Luis Diaz licensed to explode at people down the left, and Harvey maybe later on tucked in a little bit more, bit more centre midi. But those two lads were, were perfect for it. One stays, one goes. You know, you don't have to be a jacko. You don't have to be... In, in a way, the evolution of the Makaleli role meant if you're absolutely brilliant at that one thing where well, you're not doing it, you had to... That was the skill set. Now it's sort of back at... Well, in a, if you look at the, the balance of midfield, you've got... Okay, yeah, on Saturday it was Jones and Soberslight. Maybe it could be you know, Endo and Gravenberch. I think you could probably perm any... Well, not any, but you could probably have perm a few of who the lads we're calling eights Give them that job in a double pivot. Thiago obviously comes into the mix. But you could go on and on and you could find about four, five, six combinations that Liverpool could do that with because of the, the way the squad is. I mean, sorry, Neil. Sorry, sorry I was going to say, I, I, I cocked up on Friday. I was, I was, I had, we were having a chat with Klopp after the press conference and I was asking about Gravenberg and I tried to ask him a question. Is Have you just bought centre mids as opposed to specialists? You know, like you've, yeah. lost, you've lost the specialist in Fabinho. Obviously, Endo's... I still think... There's probably we might all we might all be miscategorising Endo a little bit, and that he can actually probably play as you know just yep. a normal midfield player as opposed to a, a sitter. But I, I was tr- I tried to ask him that, and he, I, I just didn't phrase it correctly and didn't get the answer. <laughs> but I do think that there might have been a little, uh, or there might even just be a, a lurch towards centre mids. So as opposed, I, that's as opposed yeah, to that's number sixes point, and yeah. number eight, yeah. it might just be look. Have you got a? He's, he's just a centre mid. And, and Sobosla and Jones were, were centre mids, weren't they? They were. They, it was like having. I don't know. The probably this is probably too high praise, but Steven Gerrard and Brian Robson type midfielders were indeed. Yeah. just like, well, he'll go and win it if he has to, and he'll go and play forward if he can, and he can switch it if he needs to. And I think the the biggest thing from it all was if you win second balls, a lot of the time you'll end up winning the game. And Liverpool, one one of the how many times? Out. How many times did Curtis pick up a second ball in that left bit? Sobosly did that on the right, and it felt like. Every time you look down and then look back up, one of them was on the ball, and that wasn't the case in the first half. Every time you look down and look back it up, also one gives, of them was giving it away. It also gives you the, it also that formation gives you the old-fashioned defensive stability against width. So first half we're so narrow. Mm. There's Semedo on the one side uh, and Neto. who's ahead of him and Huang, and then Neto on the other side. They only ever had to face up face up a fullback, or one ball inside the fullback, and they were away. Suddenly you've got old-fashioned right-sided midfielders. Your first defensive job is to help out your fullback. And we had players doing that again. Yeah, I think you can possibly chalk this up as the way when Trent isn't there. I think. Yeah. The, the first half was peculiar in terms of I've mentioned it, I've talked about this quite a lot before. But how many times that the players in certain positions are going to touch the ball? Now, if you're playing Joe Gomez as that inverted fullback, you're effectively saying we're happy with Joe Gomez making 
100 passes. Yeah. Now, I don't think anybody is really thinking, well, I really want to watch Joe Gomez make 100 passes. Including Joe Gomez, I think, in crucial detail. Absolutely. So, you have to come up with something that is different and that the second half just looks so obviously like something that Liverpool should be pursuing, even probably when Trent is there. And to be honest, there's probably games where you could use him as one of the two as well. You could probably use him as yeah. where Elliot plays. You could yeah. use him... Gomez right back, yeah, him in the, in the middle. Absolutely. Why not? There's, there's, there's so many options with that. And it also, what it does do is if the game changes, you can really you can get out of it very easily and do other things, particularly if Trent is there. It, it just looks... It, it works better what, than saying. What, one of the things that struck me, and maybe it is a good question to ask him if the opportunity comes this week, is the speed with which Liverpool clicked into it, Phil. Yeah. It made me wonder if it's something they've got their eye on anyway. And I think that's... Mm. I feel as though it's in the lack of trend aspect to an extent, but also with the Europa League games on the horizon. I sort of want, I've wondered all the way through the summer whether or not we might see a bit of Liverpool four four two in the Europa League, and the ease with which it felt like everyone knew what this was. And there's a, you've got to be careful when you talk about that with four four two because it's what you play growing up, or in the past it was anyway. Like you know, it it, it almost feels like the most natural football formations. Maybe I'm an old man now, but I think I'm right in that. It fills the pitch. Yeah, it and fills that, the that pitch nicely, and it feels like you know. So you don't want to get too carried away with hey, they because firstly they're all really clever footballers they wouldn't be where they were if they weren't but also secondly everyone it sort of feels like it comes a little bit naturally but I do think there is a thing there where I was struck by now everyone knows this like the pressing was sharp yeah. and smart I sort of wonder if maybe just maybe Liverpool have been working on this a bit more than we'd think I think that's I, I think when we say 4-4-2 I think it looked more like 2-4-4 yeah Robertson felt like he was more on a level with the two midfielders certainly than the two centre backs. Well, I think Robertson. There was, there was a period where he was playing. He was playing left yeah. wing. Well, what I think on that, left wing. What I think on that field to, to break it down a bit more is I think the shape worked very well for everyone. But the two midfielders who I thought were great. Yeah. You know, I thought it really helped Robertson. And even though the goal comes from a set piece breakdown, it doesn't surprise me because all he's been doing is marauding forward for so much of the half. I thought, you know, it, I thought it really helped Elliot. Yeah. Uh, I think it suits Elliot down to the ground massively, and obviously he gets his goal as well. You can argue it helps everyone. The two big ones, Diaz has already been mentioned. Nunez though, yeah, I think I think I think you have to have Nunez in that four four two. Yeah, as in like I don't think it works if you if you forward to a Gakpo and Jota. I think if you yeah I think you have to have that pace that stretch of of the Focal pitch. Point. Yeah, and and also helps that he's informed, doesn't it? And he's 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 on it. You know, from the from the minute go, I, I loved. I know it was poor, but I loved the fact that the first thing he done is he went get out the feet. I'm having a shot from somewhere mad, and it went wide. And you think, Do you know what though? That that's just someone who's like well. I'm coming on here to win this game. I'm, I'm coming on to make an impact. You know, it also creates the thing with the defenders where they're like, right, he might do mm. that next time. Because yeah, yeah. Liverpool just didn't like they were going to have a shot from 25 yards at any stage before that. Mainly because they weren't getting the ball into the right areas, but it created a little bit of uncertainty with them and they were sort of like, ah, that, okay, this is different now. I think he looks, Phil, in this shape, but also I think that, that we saw it against Villa. I think you see it against in the end against Newcastle because it helps when you're bagging two in. He looks like one of the hardest footballers you could ever play against because it's the full range of gifts combined with the unpredictability, combined with the physical aspect, combined with that. Now he's got Salah, if you see what I mean, and Salah enjoying it, and that's where I think it is interesting. To, you know, to absolutely run with Robs, it's like an old style four four two. One of these fellas is six foot three, and the other one's five foot nine. Yeah. You know, like all the hits, large, yeah. all the hits are yeah. there with it. But but it's not like you know, it's not like you're dealing with Mick Harford and Brian Steen. Is that right? 
Jesus Christ. Luke Luke Bragg's Luke, team. Paul, Paul Walsh played Paul Walsh, MacArthur. MacArthur, there we are. He's right, Rob. But MacArthur, Paul Walsh, although, you know, I'm, I'm going to end up damning both of them here, probably with faint praise. You are dealing with most salaries right now and has been for five, six years, one of the most exciting, best players in the whole planet. Uh, top five uh, minimum. And one of the most exciting young prospects in terms of being able to play that role. That's what you're actually I dealing think it's with. more Dalglish Rush, if we're going to stretch the metaphor. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, well, in as much as we're talking about Salah dropping into this tenny role, he's not using his he's not using his pace. He's not the little guy in the sense that, say, yeah, a he's Paul not chasing, chasing yeah, back on. he's he's dropping in, and the, and then there's this arrowhead forward who's timing. And the key the thing about Darwin Nunes, whether people have liked or, or been cynical about his Liverpool career thus far, his movement is exceptional. Unreal. It's it's unreal I, the way he can run a line. I think his pressings come on. Yes, massively yeah, as well. there was obviously there was the the goal against Villa, the first goal against Villa, where him and Salah presses one and win the corner but within about I think within about two minutes of him coming on him and Diaz had basically yeah. harassed someone into the corner just giving us a throw in yeah. and his all round game I think he looks like he's pre-seasoned very well because I, I thought he was I thought he was excellent for the third goal as well because I'm pretty sure the referee's given him an advantage when he's running away as well if you look at yeah. Mike Oliver's got his arm out like he's playing on because I think Craig Dawson has him in a headlock and he manages to shrug him off on the halfway near just yeah, past yeah. halfway Win the ball yeah. Craig Turn Dawson was away. great by the way he was centre conversation centre forward play wasn't he, he? he, he yeah. wins I the think... ball he drives into the space he gets the ball out to Salah oh yeah it's goal. a great pre-assist yeah. back I think him and Diaz look like they've got a little bit of a yeah. rapport don't they? I mean, they're good friends aren't he does, they yeah he's brilliantly Nunes does brilliant. Diaz does brilliantly, but the chance that he, Nunes should score really shouldn't he when when yes. play a little one two. But say, it, it, his instinct is just so good in the sense of he fires it into someone's throat and it's like wow, you know, that's not a great ball, but he's like, well, I'm going to get it back anyway. I'm sort of, you know, and he ends up in front of goal. He, so often he, he gets into it, and I think that's just, it's so encouraging. It's my, the, like the, 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 you can talk a lot about the fact that he does miss on occasions. For me, I, and I, I don't want to do the old cliche as long as he's getting the chances. It's not so much the idea of he's getting the chances and then he's missing them where someone's whacking it on a plate for him. Like, yeah, for instance, yeah. let's imagine he misses the Gakpo one, or even the one he misses against Villa that comes to the back post that he should score. It's not dissimilar to the Cunha one, where I think he's not quite sure yeah. what part of his body to go for it with. But for me, so often it's not like it's been absolutely put on a plate for him. He's made it. Yeah, he's yeah, forced yeah. the issue, and he hit the target. He, he does often hit the target, doesn't he? And it is one of them that we keep saying it. Obviously, he's going to score bucket loads, but I do think it is. And I mean, we're going to come onto the Europa League. You've asked me to write a team down. He's he was the first name. He was the first name I wrote now Europa League because I think give him give him a couple of goals against the uh, Europa League group stage and just just try and feed off this confidence because he's obviously. He's obviously, to coin the manager's phrase, in a good moment at the moment. He's in a good moment. I want to. It suits them. I think the Salah thing, Rob, and I take your point around, he's not going to be the 2017 Salah where he's running away from everyone, but he's still got enough pace to get in and get past. And I think this is a really important detail yeah. as to how he's able to create this space. Because as I said before, people still stand off him because they don't want to They don't want to give him a five-yard foot race because he can still beat them. Oh yeah. So that's what... I think this is a really interesting little dynamic that we've suddenly got because I think it suits... I think you're not far away from saying it sort of suits everyone and and that's not a bad place to be but I think that this in particular you know the idea of I think Diaz suits left mid becoming left wing I think Elliot suits right mid tucked in helping out a little bit I think you can perm as you said before the midfielders I'm not I'm, I'd like to, I wouldn't be averse to seeing a little bit of Salah next to Jota in because I think Jota's got that sense of. I take your point is that he's not he's not Nunez. He's not yeah. going to absolutely marmalise people, but he's got that sort of sharp movement. But I think Rob, I would mind. I, I really would mind seeing a bit of this, either whether it's in the Europa League or something, because I think Liverpool having it in their back pocket is really really valuable. 
I think it is. I, it, it is fascinating how it suits. The more you think about it, certain personnel. I mean, even going back to the point about Robertson, how high he is. If you just say, let's for example say Trent can be a midfielder a lot of the time, and I think. There may be, there's all kinds of pressure for that, and I don't get into the debate about whether he should or shouldn't yeah. be, but it's quite possible he, does, he is seen as a serious option there. So our next right-back is a more conservative full-back in Joe Gomez. That's okay in a 4-4-2 because you can be a bit lopsided. It gives you more licence for the left-sided guy, who's like a winger, Andy Robbo, to absolutely bomb on, and it swivels round on itself, and Joe sits in, and, and, and you just... Be, I remember, was it Chelsea under Ancelotti were very like that, where Ashley Cole was nominally their left-back. I remember watching them at Anfield one day and thinking, he's just... The, they're virtually a back three, and he's he's right yeah, up in... Even mid- I- I- Ivanovic left right Yeah, back. That, exactly. Was... Ivanovic was centre-half right-back, wasn't yeah. he? So... I could see that it's, again, I'm not suggesting that Trent plays in midfield necessarily, but you can see all kinds of scenarios where it suits this set of players. Uh, yeah, the moves in there as well. Last little thing, Phil, I was really pleased with the Canate cameo. I think Quanta does brilliantly, but Canate comes and just immediately shows that level of presence. And I'm, you know, you've got to be careful not to talk yourself into corners again. It's in a different shape and all that sort of stuff. I think he's also suited playing that left hand side. Uh, it's an odd thing, but I think it suits him to be able to open his body and see that much of the pitch as well. I mean, that to one side, I just thought he was. I just thought it was. It was one of those fifteen twenty minutes where you get to see someone's absolute class in a way that you maybe miss sometimes from kickoff. I think he's played the left side for France. I think it's usually Upa Meccano on the right and him on the left from Leipzig, from Leipzig as well. Over yeah. Around, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's the one thing I like was he wins a slide tackle about twenty felt like about twenty five thirty yards from their goal, and we're basically playing a two man defence at this point. So he's backed himself to win it. He's got really high up the pitch, really aggressive. He just looks like he's got everything, and this is still someone who's young, isn't it? Like this is not. By we're not talking twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah, there's, there's you can still see there's little bits of improvement in him. You can still see. Not deficiencies, that's probably too harsh a word, but you can still see things, there's little things about decision-making. Like, for example, the penalty he gives away against Villa um, back end of last season, where he just gets a little bit exposed and it's a bit rash. Now, over time, he just won't make that won't make that challenge and he'll gamble on him having the shot and you know hope for the best. But you see these things and it's just very exciting, isn't he? And it, it, He's Van Dijk's replacement I, for me. I, I agree. I feel like we have the man we can build the team around. <laughs> From what, let's just say, three years time when Van Dyke is, you know, he might last long. He might Van Dyke might be Thiago Silva and might still be here in twenty five years or something like that. But it looks like that is the man we can build this defense around for, people, for the long term. And people will say everybody looks better playing alongside Canate. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? So we, we'll be replacing those lads, not Van Dyke. Did really like good his, that um, he didn't have to. He didn't have to pick him. You know, because yeah. obviously that's the big worry with him, isn't it? Is like you know how fragile, fragile he is or how many games he misses. It it is half good that Liverpool were able to resist the temptation to go. Well, he's fit now. He, he has to go straight back in. They've actually took a bit of a gamble by not playing him, but it's paid off. And like you say, we were talking about bench. That's when you see Jarrell. If 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 you said to someone, Jarrell Quance has gone off fifteen minutes in the end with cramp, you go, Oh God, who's coming on for him? You know, like that would have been. The thing. You know, like if Jarrell Quance is starting, who's coming on for him? It's it's Ibrahim and Canate coming on, and yeah, looking after Harvey Elliott security. Uh, he's done that before remember there was one where I think it was United away his first I think is the United away the 5-0 where I think 
was it Pog, was it Pogba Fred who R- kicked the Ronaldo. ball Ronaldo uh, yeah Curtis it? Jones and, the t- and he's like the bouncer there's something like the bouncers have turned he off just, he does yeah. a picture of you put it out yeah. there, didn't you the Anfield rap put it out his best moments and it was the first picture of him just laughing at Fred isn't he? <laughs> yeah. what are you doing what are you, what are you doing yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah all really really good indeed uh, alright let's move ourselves forward and talk a little bit about Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, and who's going to be a serious proposition in what way over the course of this season and I'd start off just quickly on Wolves uh, Phil you were there Neto, I think if he stays fit to series proposition this season, I, I I did a bit of a thing where I went down the league in my head and tried to work out who's got a better player in that position than him. And I think you can make an argument around Martinelli, but if I was Arsenal, I wouldn't be averse to the idea of playing him there and moving Martinelli central. I think you can make you know an argument that we've got a few good lads. City have got a couple of good lads. Um, beyond that, I'm struggling. It'd make I, a difference at Manchester United. It'd make a difference at Manchester United because you move Rashford. Yeah. Uh, He's unbelievable. He's Matoma maybe, yeah. but yeah. I think he's uh, Neto is so good. He was so good. Yeah, I think I felt a bit sorry for Joe Gomez sort of first mm. twenty twenty five minutes because people were like, "Oh, I can't believe what's he doing there." And then, well, sometimes someone just does something good. Like I, <laughs> after the the first goal, at the first goal, I sort of was reading uh, one of my group chats back at half time, and someone's like Matip for that goal, and then I'm watching it, I'm like, "What?" Well, the only thing Joel Matip could have done is dangle the leg out and hope for the best because. A man with really good close control, good technique, good skill, and a good burst of pace just went Searing past him. pace. And he's just very good. Sometimes you just have to say that it feels like there's a thing where if Liverpool can see the goal or something bad happens or something that we don't want to see, there has to be a blame apportioned to someone as opposed to just going, that footballer just did something really good there. And that's what a lot of what Pedro Neto did. The, the nutmeg on Gomez and the cross for Cunha. It's a fantastic cross. It's an unbelievable Cunha cross. makes a complete hash of that. Like, I almost feel like if Sasa Kaladzic was on the pitch, that's 2-0. I and mean, he's not a particularly yeah. brilliant footballer by any stretch of the imagination. But he puts the ball on a plate in the middle of the six-yard box. He can't do He can't do much more than that. He's brilliant for the goal. He's just... He, he's a nuisance. He's a menace. You, you, he... he he wasn't quite unplayable, but you could see how he becomes a player who you just look at and go, Christ, we're playing Wolves this week, we've got to stop him. Well, I think this is, you know, going back to the original points before West Ham, go ahead against City, um, you know, Tottenham, it's not the first time this season Tottenham have been behind and they've trusted the way to goals and the fact that they attack to get themselves back in, which isn't dissimilar to what you've seen from Liverpool. Um, but thinking about that Wolves side, I think in general, the side's... I include Liverpool in this, I include Liverpool both as a club, a team in this, that maybe being a bit smarter early on in games and allowing for the idea that they've got four or five really good players who if they play above their level for, for 15 minutes, they're going to hurt us. And that's what happens, Neil. But then also supporters, us in general, just being able to go, yep, yeah, but this might well punch itself out. We've seen that before yeah. as well. I think it's, it's a difficult one because I, I want to feel like Liverpool are completely prepared on the one hand, but on the other hand, if a side does do what I said before, put all the chips on, and then they've got Neto who's in the form he's in, it's easy for me to say, well, you should have probably have a plan for that because the the, 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 the football manager and the footballers would be saying, lad, you try and come up for a plan with this. You can't you can't yeah. deal with money's like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think probably the biggest worry for Liverpool in that first half was that they didn't have anyone doing it. They, they, they None of their big guns yeah. were doing were doing what he was doing. If, if you're having a bit of a boxing match with it, you'd have been saying, "Well, okay, yeah, we, we'll, we'll take a few hits off him, but we're you know we're we're landing a few with Salah or Gakpo or whoever." It just felt like it was Neto and Semedo, really, wasn't it? With the, with the two who were really sort of prominent in that first half. He's but been out- guard played well for 45, and then yeah, yeah, and Joe Gomez as well. You know, a few few nice moments from him. I think a bit anonymous second half, but 
Neto's, I just remember the Ranfield. You know, the first time when he he give it he give it beans and the VAR <laughs> took it off and didn't yeah, he? Play, I, I liked it. I yeah, thought I, I thought that's that's. I'll, I'll keep an eye on this lads. And actually, when Liverpool went and bought Jota, I, there was a there was a case to say, ah, did he get the wrong one there? Did, should he got you know? And he's had injuries obviously since then, which has really set him back and probably set Wolves back hugely. He's probably, I think, if he'd have been if he'd have carried on without those injuries, he'd probably be at a yeah, Champions League yeah. club now I think I think he's that you know he's still was he 22 23, 23. We've, been, we've been linked to him for Is years he, yeah. it's just the injuries he, he, he's it, Martinelli's a good comparison I think he, that's, that's who he reminds me of as a player Martinelli he's just he's just lively and sharp he's got a bit of bite about him you can tell he doesn't he doesn't mind if he won I can imagine he'd be gabbing to, to, to the full back saying done it again there that type of, he's got a bit of that about him hasn't he and I, you know, just get, if they give him a centre forward, he might he might get some assists. But he, I think he had. The, he did say, didn't he? Created the most chances. Yeah. Created the most chances. Created the most chances. He's got the second, second most, most assists. Assist. behind Salah. Yeah. Which in a, in a team that doesn't score, score any goals, <laughs> which well, is I, some achievement. What I noticed <laughs> I, I, where I was in the ground second half, he was on my side. I saw him very close up. I've only ever seen him on the TV really before from a distance. He's a u- he, for he's not tall, but he's a unit. Yeah, he's all, really he's all a Premier League players are, are units, aren't they? Yeah. But he's really barrel shaped as, as a, a um, mixed zone regular. Right. Yeah, just you, you can see them a mile. You look at them and go, he's like I look at him as like little Jared Bowen or someone. You yeah, know, and you go, wow, like he filled like me in. Guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely bury me. Yeah, I, I was surprised how powerful how, how powerful he was. Yeah. As much I knew he had technique, but yeah. it was the pa- sec- second half he cut a frustrated figure, which was a uh, credit yeah. to us because the the ball. The number of times he'd make a run or we'd think I'm going to get it and it just wouldn't it's arrive. He was aiming it. for him with the Saar was aiming for him with the, the yeah. kick, wasn't he? It was it was him and yeah, that's about the only defence you can have. Is like, well, I was kicking it to our only real threat, but yeah, good player. Uh, the business. There's more of that to come, I think, over the course of the campaign. Uh, I think that the thing, one of the things to point out, I think, with the exception of I would argue the current bottom four and even that to an extent uh, because of the, the there's a couple of questions Everton have got a couple of players but the current bottom four I feel like everyone's got at least two real threats that they're able to put on the pitch every week and there's going to be a lot of hard away games this season I think even when you look on yeah. paper and go we should beat this team quite Forest, comfortably people like that yeah, yeah. I, I, always, I sort of think I remember you know I remember Ferguson once said if you lose more than six games you won't win the league that's because away games used to be really hard and that would, it almost feels like we're back in that territory yeah. I, I think you must need to channel Gerard Houllier, maybe Rafa Benitez. Where I was saying, I was saying to Steve Graves with the match with uh, beforehand, you'd go to those grounds I and mean, accept that you were going to be crap for twenty minutes. But what wasn't going to happen? There was going to be no decent chances for them. They would do all their huffing and puffing, but they'd come, but they'd only have nil nil to show for it on twenty. Yeah. And then we'd have like with Julio's here, Owen O'Heskey on the break, and Gerard could play a pass once the threat had been blunted. Mm. I almost think if you're if you're talking about teams that are going to do to us what the likes of Wolves are going to do to us. Be that team, be compact, show minimal ambition apart from the transitions. And I do think personnel is important. Neil touched on this. With Gakpo and Jota, I felt we didn't have anything in the transitions really. Salah felt very isolated. The midfield, there wasn't there wasn't any runners. The difference with having Diaz and Nunes on, and I know they come on against tiring legs, is they're both much more swashbuckling the, forwards. They come on against tiring legs, but it's worth pointing out that because of the way the time's going to work, Diaz comes on, he knows he's getting 55 minutes. Yeah. Nunez and Elliot get 45 minutes. It's worth pointing that out, right, in the way it? in which the game goes. Last little thing on it, just quick, Rob, from my point of view, I agree. I think... I would be looking to start Darwin Nunez in a lot of away games because I think he because the fact that I think he just makes where you're going to put your line and how that's going to go may be really rather difficult. Um, Lask, uh, my guess is he goes mm. stronger than the prevailing view has been. Um, I think you're right. I'll go into the why first and foremost. 
it seems to me like the the second seeds in the group, it's the away game against the second seeds in the group. But the other thing about the group is the three sides who could all take points off each other, which makes me feel as though if Liverpool can just stamp their authority on it, they've got this, then they've got two homes, and then the back-to-back game is Toulouse, um, who are the fourth seeds in the group. And I just sort of think if I to go to Phil first, Phil, I think if on that they can... If they can stamp their authority on that on this, then I think it will it will take the pressure off um, the, the the forthcoming games. Because the one thing Liverpool don't want is a it's still being alive with one game to go, whether that's first or second. Because b they definitely want to come first because they don't want to play the double header against the Champions League teams in February. Yeah, I think you get you get four games before the November international break. I think that's right, isn't it? Uh, yes. So. I think if Liverpool win those four games, it would be very hard with the way the other teams are to see a world where they haven't already won the group and I think that would be vitally important no, just on that just again it seems like I'm doing loads of details for listeners but they might not be sort of on top of it because they're not me and you Phil part of the reality of them playing to lose home and away means that when they're playing to lose home and away in those back to back games Lask and Union SG yeah. are playing each other and you think they take points off each other yeah, yeah. The, 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 some groups are odd I remember the we play. We got in the Champions League in no nine ten. We get Fiorentina, Leon, and Debrecen, and Debrecen were terrible. And we were effectively in a four, a three team group where two of the games just didn't matter because everybody just took six points off them, and they were just wastes of time. So you lose points, you're in a problem. But whereas we're in the opposite situation this time, I think that the other three teams, are, you know, they could all finish on seven points. Like Liverpool could win. I think Liverpool could theoretically win all six games. Although if if it come to it, I don't think the you know we, we play USG last game three days before we play Manchester United the last home game, yeah. in December before a crowded December. You can see a world where they just send anyone they fancy because it, it's a bit different with the Europa League, isn't it? With the Champions League, you're in the youth players are all in that youth league in the afternoon. Yeah. This isn't a thing now, so you could theoretically just play. And also, you get three million, you exactly, get three exactly. people in the game. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. in the Champions League. There's, it, it is a different dynamic. I think I think Liverpool will be stronger on Thursday, and I think strong for the first few games than people think. I think it helps that next week is the the League Cup, and not like last season where you're playing Champions League, League, Champions League, League, Champions League, League. That was that was a nightmare schedule that you just couldn't wear on. That doesn't exist now. The, the, the players who want to rest can have the rest next week and then we play Tottenham whereas West Ham will still have to take the game relatively seriously because West Ham have effectively ended up in one of those yeah three team groups they're playing Topola I think is it yeah they've got the fourth team in this and one it, they'll be it, lucky to get a point I think and it matters more to them yeah exa- well, exactly so that, but they'll from a qualifying point of view they'll want to go fully at Topola on Thursday and get the three points so they'll be in a position where they'll have had a game as well that helps us with this I think we'll play Really, I think the midfield will be rotated. I think the left back maybe, but it wouldn't shock me if the front three was Salad, Nunes, and Diaz. Given that the two of them actually came on at half time, and Mohamed Salah just wants to play football, I think Salah will start. Yeah, I do as well. He does have to work backwards from the West Ham game, though, doesn't he? I mean, I, I think he works backwards in the Leicester game, Rob. Well, I think the Leicester game. I think I think maybe just maybe the selection of of Quanta over Canate suggests he's working forwards towards the last game. As mad as that is, it's that that's what I begin to wonder. Quanta won't play Willie Thursday no. if you go off a cramp. I, I can't see. No, you're going to be Matt. It won't play Thursday because Van Dijk hasn't you played won't. football. I, I, for... I've got my team written down. I've got yeah, the go only on. question mark I've got is Van Dijk. As, as would you would you put him in? See, I don't think that's a question mark. I think yeah, he's almost I'd first name on the team probably, sheet. Genuinely. Probably in there, isn't he? Because yeah. he hasn't had the game. He's, and it's, I mean, there's a few there. That I think I've got Nunes in. I've got Jota in. I've got I Gomez will have to play right back. I think Canate and Van Dijk and enemy midfield would be Endo, Elliot and Gravenberg. 
as as a three. Yeah, that's the, the same in midfield. But you could have Stefan Bajetic in there for, for any of those three, you, really. You know, given do you think you might just back. try and get Bajetic short of thirty minutes? At yeah, the or, end? Like, yeah, possibly, or, or give him the Leicester. Like you, you might get the Leicester. I game, can see, maybe. I can, I can see a four substitutions on sixty here. Yeah. So that's right. I, I can see Salah coming on on sixty. See, yeah, I think, would, see, I think he goes off on sixty. Mm. I think you start. I think he might start Salah, Nunes, Diaz, and then Doke. finish the game with Doke, uh, Jota, and Gakpo as, as a front three. I, I've got Doke yeah. starting because I, I think I just I just think the way yeah, he plays lends itself yeah. to a sort of an away game where it's just like no one knows about him and he just bang, go and give us just just gets the only thing right I think is them. going from not being on the bench. On yeah, Saturday but he did. He mentioned he mentioned them didn't he in, did in he, his okay, post match? He said, he said we've got really good options he said don't forget we had Ben Doak who wasn't even in the squad he said which which is like yeah. almost like you know I've probably had a conversation with him and said look don't like your chances are coming obviously it might be the Leicester game you can also more name more so. subs in Europe as well I think I think you get 12 yeah. subs don't you I think yeah, I, I think th- you do yeah I think it'll be I, I, Kelleher, sorry I've got Kelleher there I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm wavering on that in the sense of with the Leicester game I, I, so I think might, the Leicester I game think. really so I think uh, until we hear or see I think you just got to assume it's Alisson mm. I mean it might not be Alisson but I sort of think that with the way of what we're sort of aware of, it's like, well, Alisson's the first choice keeper yeah. until we see evidence otherwise. I think I think he said in the past, hasn't he, a lot, Klopp, the domestic cups are, are queeves. Yeah. Cup yeah. competitions. He's never done it with the Champions League, I suppose, so why would he do it with the Europa League? But And Simakas have got in as well as, yeah. as, as the left-back. I think he'll start Robertson. I... I <laughs> I think he'll give Simakas a game just, just, Scotland, no, just to make sure that he's, he's he's there, you know, in terms of I, he so might I, be needed in a, in a league game and if you don't want to bring him in where it's like he hasn't played since May. Or, I, so I, the reason why I think he'll start Robertson is I think he'll start Robertson in this one um, because he hasn't got Trent and I think, but and, but also I think he'll, and I, the part of the reason I think he'll start Alisson is it gives him an opportunity to have a game at least for a period where he's got Alisson, Canate, Van Dijk and Robertson all together and I think he'll think we haven't had a lot of that, we need a little bit of that here. I also think that if you're Shimakash, you're getting Leicester, and I think you get the home game against Union before the break. So I think you get the USG game before the break as well. That gives you two. It means Robertson's on five. I think if you almost go down the list, because of his injury, you're going to end up here where maybe Trent gets gets four of the seven, Robertson five of the seven, Van Dijk four or five of the seven, Canati doesn't start Wolves, so he's probably getting four or five of the seven. I think when you begin to sort of go... I don't because I don't. I think the thing, one of the things about them, Neil, is I think you can get carried away with the idea of using the Europa League to rest them loads because they're also all used. Well, not all, but many yeah. are used to doing Champions League as well. They're used to having a run of seven where they're actually playing in six, let alone four and five. Yeah, hmm. but I think that, that maybe the difference this is is that you would you'd be looking at all of those Champions League games. And I know Liverpool won some heavy ones last season. They, were, they battered Rangers, didn't they, in, in two games? So, it, but. You're looking at those games, thinking these are like we don't want to make too many changes yeah. for these games because you can come up. I, I still think you're looking. I mean, that that's a it's a strange looking team I've got written down in in some ways. But even if you even if you swap out, say you put Gakpo in or you put Diaz in for, for Doak or Salah in yeah. for Doak, say you say you don't want to play Van Dijk and you want to play, you know, God, I'm trying to even think of anyone Matthew. else. Going to play Quanta. Yeah, let's go. You're still looking at it and going, well, shouldn't lose. You know, shouldn't be losing against, against Lask, and it. Will Trent be fit for that? He said he'd be doing ball work, didn't he? I don't think he'd be... No, I don't think... I don't, I don't think he'd have played even no. if he was 100%, yeah. but I definitely don't think they'll, they'll put a risk in him. He'll probably be in... He said early next week, didn't he? Or early this week, that he'd be back. So I wouldn't have thought so. West Ham. Then, West yeah. Ham, yeah. I, yeah. I would have thought. But you look, there's, there's players there that just, you know... They you, need you, a game you could play McAllister's come off after 45 minutes. You could yeah. easily just say to him, yeah. just get back out there and, you know, don't worry about that. Get out of your you've system. Be, you've got to be a bit careful, though, haven't you, in terms of... Because I've, I've seen enough sort of League Cup... And early round FA Cup ties over the last sort of 
five years with Klopp as manager where you make a load of changes and all of a sudden Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain was like Liverpool's best midfielder which is not a position he's ever supposed to be in he's a, he was a perfectly functional squad player when there was better players surrounding him you don't want to get into the position where you're asking two players to sort yeah. of play above their level that, that's the worry with Gravenberg as well isn't it yeah. if you give him his debut in a, in a sort of mishmash team and he doesn't go well and you're sort of looking oh, you're hanging you people know, like, out to dry yeah, endo, bit, but I, do, I just think the, the, the overall quality is better it's not a yeah, case of where okay. you're looking at like Danny Ward's playing in goal and you know you're having sort of Conor Randall yeah, right yeah, back, yeah. You know, like, yeah no disrespect to any of these players but it's it, it it was one of them when it just looked like he would, they were getting an 11 out. It was just like, well, just yeah. you can play. Just play. This, like, look, this looks like a, it can be a team. This a why team. I, think, I think there isn't a League Cup team as such this year. The squad is, has got more depth in a certain sense. In that it's got, it's more of a homogenous squad. We were talking yeah. about earlier with the you know up team number eights or double pivot mm. sixes. I think more fascinating is pick your team for Leicester. I bet it looks really good. Do you know what I mean? It isn't going to have Harvey Blair in it. I don't, unless there's a little mini injury spell, no disrespect to Harvey Blair. I don't think you're going to see, or even a Tyler Morton. I don't think you're going to, I know they're not necessarily available. I'm not that level of football. I think Quanza and Ben Doak will be the bottom level. The Derby. Bobby Clark, maybe. maybe, But even then. Mm. But do you remember the Derby League Cup game last year? Frauendorf. Frauendorf. Leighton Stewart. Well, exactly my point. Yeah. Doing that now? No, I, I see so you, you throw Bobby Clark in there, and I was I was I think, wargaming this with Stephen the Cargo Asset. I don't think Bobby Clark gets a game, starts like I think be on the bench, gets minutes. I'm not sure. Leicester, Leicester, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, he's got a chance to be on good the bench as well. You know, like yeah, that, that's sort of like well, I think, I think real... so. I think that the interest in Bobby Clark, if I'm Bobby Clark, one of the things I'm thinking is I really hope Liverpool are three 0 up on the hour mark mm-hmm. at Lask and Leicester, both games off the base of the fact yeah. that Denner will get on. Whereas if they're not, then it'll be a different type of sub, I think. I think the other thing that's interesting is, obviously, with the players who are also coming back who haven't got that much. And also, one of the things that you do want is that you want to be able to... I think Leicester... I think I think Leicester could be wrong, but it, I think it'll be two of two of the four who aren't Salah plus Stoke. Because because two of the four who aren't Salah won't have actually played that much football. Yeah. They, they, you know, yeah, yeah. I've just said there before, you know, obviously they both go off when I they go I off. I think you're like, you, you would like quite like to look at some of them as well. Cause yeah. It feels like Gakpo and Jota are sort of I need a goal, like attached a, goal. a little yeah. bit and Nunes and Diaz are attached a little bit. It feels like you, the, the sort of they're the two pairs, but you wouldn't mind seeing Gakpo, Gakpo and Nunes in, in a game and sort of you know, seeing Jota and Diaz or, or whatever. So it does give you an option to, to look at different permutations in the front three it does indeed uh, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, Liverpool beating Wolverhampton Wanderers by three goals to one uh, thank you very much to Green King for sponsoring the show and also to Rob uh, to Phil and to Neil uh, the video has been produced by Ash as it's wore on and the audio has been uh, produced as ever by Andy as that's wore on as well uh, we are all off to go and get booked for excessive celebration see you later Sports Social Podcast Network